guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. We are back with another Evemus episode. I'm excited about today's episode because I feel like I get a lot of questions on this topic. Anytime I post a, you know, poll on Instagram telling you guys to ask me advice questions or anything, this is always, always a topic of discussion. And obviously, I'm assuming that from looking at the title of this podcast, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So in today's podcast, we will be talking all about anxiety. Um, If you clicked onto this sound, I mean, onto this episode and you're a little bit triggered by the topic or anything, uh, just to like warn you guys, we're going to be talking about what are some things that can cause anxiety, how to cope with anxiety, how to avoid getting anxious, foods and vitamins for anxiety, and a few rules, tips and tricks that I've learned about anxiety. So I did some research this week on anxiety because even though it's something that I think I feel like when it comes to I hate like the fact that I'm going to be repeating this word over and over again, but I feel like when it comes to anxiety, it's something that everyone feels whether they feel it to a severe amount or to a very like minor small amount. But I feel like at the end of the day, every single person has gotten anxious before whether they knew what the feeling was or not. I think a lot of the time anxiety as a term can be overplayed or overused and can be something people just use to use it because they know that there's a term for the way that they feel but maybe it's not that intense and I feel like when we do things like that part some some people try to kind of romanticize it and I feel like when people try to romanticize it it makes it seem like people want to have anxiety and they want to have something to kind of struggle with. But then there is also people that, of course, do struggle with anxiety and it is something that's super hard for them. So I feel like I've definitely had a lot of anxious moments and I get anxious a lot about the stupidest things ever sometimes and sometimes very extreme things. So like I said, today we're going to be going through what can really make us anxious. So as I was doing my research, I kind of wanted to figure out where in our brain anxiety stems from. So I found out, and if I get this name wrong, I like looked up how to pronounce it and everything, but it's the amygdala and it's an almond-shaped structure deep in the brain that is believed to be a communication hub between the parts of the brain that process incoming sensory signals and the parts of the brain that interpret these signals. So basically it alerts the rest of the brain that a threat is present and to trigger a fear or an anxiety response. So this is the part of our brain that kind of gives us our fight or flight and makes us anxious and makes our body and our mind know like there's something to be anxious about, start getting anxious. And I feel like that's just like a cool thing to know, I guess you could say, because you know where it's coming from at least and you know why your mind is kind of being I guess, twisted that way and why it's working that way. So let's go ahead and start with some things that could kind of cause anxiety. Obviously, this is different for everyone because anxiety can be caused by tying your shoe the wrong way or it can be caused by something really traumatic that happened in your life. So at the end of the day, anxiety is something that is different for everyone and triggers people differently. Um, But some things that I've seen cause anxiety is some big or small event that you have coming up, whether it's a wedding or a graduation or college admissions day or something, some type of event where you're going to need to kind of maybe there's going to be more attention or pressure on you. And when we're in events where we have pressure on us, that makes us super anxious because all we're thinking about is the million of things that can go wrong and we don't think of anything that can go right. Something else that could cause anxiety of things that you swept under the rug. So maybe 
certain emotions that you felt in the past that you kind of swept under the rug to other people because you didn't want to talk about them in the moment. And now they're building up and building up and it just makes you anxious all the time. And maybe you don't realize why you're being anxious all the time, but it's because you have all these things swept under the rug that you never really got to let go and let into the air. Something else that could cause anxiety is school or work. I know for me personally, I'm always anxious when I take exams. So that's a type of anxiety that I struggle with is I'll study for an exam for weeks, months, doesn't matter, like spend hours and hours studying for this exam. And then I'll get to the exam, I'll get to my campus and I'll sit down to take my exam and I completely blank out because I get so anxious about everything and so anxious about getting a good grade that I just completely kind of black out and don't remember anything. So I feel like exams are something that really raise a lot of anxiety in me. The people around you could raise a lot of anxiety with you. And I think this is honestly like the biggest thing is the people around you because it could be like the people at school that make you feel bad about yourself, that make you anxious because you'll walk into the room and you'll be like, this person's going to say something to me. This person's going to say something to me. It could be an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend or an ex-best friend that makes you anxious that you think is going to confront you about something. It could be a random person that you're not friends with that you think is going to confront you about something. It could be your parents or someone in your family, like your siblings or your parents. Maybe they're always fighting or something is kind of going on in the household and that makes you super anxious because you just never know what's coming next. You never know if you're about to get in trouble. Like I know when I was in high school, I used to get super anxious about getting in trouble about things. So maybe you just don't know if you're about to get in trouble or someone's about to start fighting or yelling at each other. And things like this, whether in the moment they make you anxious or not, over time, they will make you anxious and they will start to build up in your head. So I feel like when it comes to the people around you, it can be tricky because you might not notice that these people make you anxious. But in the moment, let's say like someone is fighting in your house and you're kind of downstairs in your room, just holding your ears together and crying and shaking on your bed because even if you're not deeply affected by what's happening between them, it's the whole kind of idea of that energy, that negative, angry, sad energy being spilt around the household or school or wherever you are. So I feel like when it comes to anxiety because of the people around us, it's something that maybe takes a minute for us to click what it's stemming from. But when we realize who it's from and what they do that causes it, that makes us a lot more aware and alert of the situation. So those are just some things I wrote down that cause anxiety, but obviously there's millions of other things that cause anxiety. Some things that can help cope with anxiety. So these are just general things that you can do to help with anxiety. So number one is meditating. I feel like there's so many, number one, there's so many anti-anxiety meditations that you could follow. You could look at them up on Spotify or on YouTube. You could do a guided one. I feel like when it comes to meditating, I prefer guided meditation. So someone who's kind of telling me how to breathe, kind of helping me clear my mind a little bit and putting specific music and their voice. So that's a meditation that I prefer. And this is something that really, really helps me with my anxiety. And obviously meditation is different for everyone. For some people, meditation is opening up your Bible and reading a few verses or a few chapters. That's something that really helps me as well. For some people, meditation is going on a walk with meditation music. For some people, it's sitting crisscross crisscross applesauce on their floor and putting in a guided meditation. It's completely different for every single person that meditates, but I think if you find your way of meditating, it's really, really going to help you kind of clear your mind. And I would highly, highly recommend meditating morning and night. In the morning is just a really good way to start your day because it's going to kind of clear your mind and set your mindset for the day. 
the nighttime is a great time to meditate if you get anxious at night. So like I said in other episodes, I'm someone that gets super anxious at nighttime. So right before I'm about to sleep, it's easier for me to meditate and will set my mind better for the day and for the night and wake up more, I guess, with ease. Whereas in the morning, I do enjoy meditating, but I feel like it can make me a little bit sleepy, but maybe I'm just not choosing the right meditation. So meditating is a huge, huge thing that you should be incorporating into your daily routine, especially if you struggle with anxiety. The next thing is journaling. I feel like journaling is something that we say we want to do and it's something that we want to do, but we always forget to do it. It could be on our bedside table for months, but that doesn't mean that we pick it up. That's kind of how I am with journaling. It's like maybe for a straight month or two months, I will journal every single day and then I'll kind of stop journaling and forget that I have to journal and everything. So I feel like when it comes to journaling, it's something that you're either remember to do or you don't. But at the end of the day, I think that you should try to do maybe like a 21 day journal challenge where for 21 days you journal every single day, no matter what. And then it's like kind of just see how it picks up as a habit and as a routine in your day, because I really do think journaling is a really, really like important thing to get rid of anxiety because all these thoughts that are in your head, these thoughts where that part of your brain is going to be triggered and say there's something to be worried about and that's when you go into full anxiety mode, these things will be released from your brain. And I want you when you're journaling to picture these things being released from your brain. So let's say you got a bad test grade. So that's a reason why you're feeling anxious. When you write in your journal, I got a bad test grade and you like talk about it and you're like, I studied whatever you rant about it as you're doing that and writing it down, picture that emotion and that anxiety traveling from your brain all the way down to your fingertips and onto this pen and being written onto the paper and picture that emotion being written onto that paper and released from your brain. And now it's on a sheet of paper. And that's honestly like listening to me hear that you're probably like, girl, you're crazy. But I'm telling you when you actually do it, it really, really does help. And it just makes you feel like you're releasing everything. Obviously, at the end of the day, journaling and meditating isn't going to make all your problems go away, but it will make them less of problems. You know, the bad things in life aren't going to go away, but the way that you react to them can change. So I feel like that's what it is when it comes with anxiety. It's like these bad things that happen in your life that you're anxious about, they're not just going to at a snap of a finger all go away. But if you learn how to kind of control your anxiety, you'll kind of you'll be able to control your life more. You'll be able to control how it controls you and how it changes you and how it affects you. So journaling is something where you're not going to write it down and it's going to be gone forever. But at the same time, it's something that's going to help you cope. The next advice that I have is talking to someone. Having someone to talk to about anxiety, I think, is a very hard thing to find. And that's a sad thing to say. But I feel like there's either people in your life who understand it or people who don't understand it, right? There's going to be people in your life who kind of tell you that your problems aren't that serious and maybe anxiety isn't real or they don't really understand where you're coming from if you're having an anxiety attack because I've had anxiety attacks before and I'm not the same person because I'm my mind's like all over the place when I'm in that moment. And if you talk to someone who understands what anxiety is and they felt very anxious at times, they're going to completely understand why you're saying the things you're saying and why you're acting the way you're acting. And it's going to be very easy for you to go to them about your anxiety. However, if you're going to someone who's kind of, oh my God, anxiety isn't real. You're being dramatic. That's going to make your anxiety even worse. I feel like people who tell people that anxiety isn't real, maybe they're saying it from a good place and they want that person to kind of 
feel better and them saying it's not real is going to make them think that it's all in their head because at the end of the day it, it is all in our head you know what I mean like this is all something that's controlled in our brain and I truly do believe we control our brains and we control our mindsets but someone telling you that anxiety isn't real and that it's all in your head is actually even going to make you, it's going to make your anxiety worse because it's just going to make you think like I'm crazy for feeling this way and that's another thing that's added into onto your anxiety so being around someone who's going to kind of downplay your situation is not a good person to go to when you feel anxious. Honestly, when I feel anxious, I like don't like going to anyone. And I think that's not the best thing ever because I do think it's good to talk to someone when you feel this way. And sometimes I will. Like sometimes I will talk to my boyfriend when I feel this way. But at the same time, I feel like I'm trying to teach myself how to learn to heal myself on my own, you know, because before, anytime I would feel some type of sadness or anxiety or anger, like anger or anything, right away I was going to someone about it. And I was like, I need to talk to someone about this, right? And I would go to someone for advice and to vent to and to listen to, you know? And that's just how I always was. I always went to someone and talked to someone. And I'm not going to sit here and say I have no one to talk to because I do have people to talk to. But I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or more independent or what, but I feel like I really only want to talk to myself about these things and deal with that, like deal with it myself. Part of me, I feel like I feel like part of it stems from going to someone in the past and having them kind of not care or having them kind of tell you that your problems aren't real or kind of downplaying your situation. And then after that moment, you kind of just don't want to go to anyone and you're like, kind of scared to go to anyone else because you don't want people to talk about your situation behind your back or make you feel stupid for it or kind of judge you or laugh at you for the way that you feel. And maybe me going through something like that kind of stems into me not wanting to go to people about anxiety anymore. But I feel like I also just want to teach myself how to deal with my own problems on my own because at the end of the day, I know that my situation could be a lot worse and no matter what I'm going through I kind of just try to see the silver lining in it and try to just cope with it myself and at the end of the day if all I have is myself that's you know that's all I really should need so I do try to help myself through it instead of depending on other people but at the end of the day if you have that person you can talk to when you're feeling anxious that is one of the like hold on to that person because that is a really hard person to find and you should be very lucky so I think that is someone that helps. Now, if you're not in that boat and you kind of have to do this alone, a tip I have is to sing and scream in your car. Go on a drive by yourself and blast. For me, it's Taylor Swift music. Blast any music that you need that's just going to let you get it out. Maybe do this with someone else driving if you can just to be a little bit safer. But hopefully, like, I think you'll be pretty safe jamming to Taylor Swift driving by yourself. But I feel like this is something that will help you no matter what or even going on a drive because let's say you're home but you don't want the people around you to like hear you being anxious or maybe it's worse for you to be home when you're anxious. I think the best thing that you can do is go for a drive and just talk to yourself and that might sound absolutely crazy but I promise you it's free therapy. Like but yeah, just going on a drive without playing like any music and just closing your windows and just venting to yourself, you would be so shocked at the things that kind of come out of your mouth and you're like, wait, I was feeling this way, you know? It is three free therapy. It really, really is. And you might think I sound insane, but I promise you it's such a good escape to kind of get out of your house, you know, like get out of the environment that you've been in all day and free your mind, go on a drive, 
you know, you don't have to have a destination. You could just drive around and keep driving and just say every single thing that comes to your mind. And also don't just say everything wrong. Say how you're going to heal it or say the positive outcome that will come from that situation. So for example, let's say you just applied to schools, right? So you're sitting in your bed, you just applied to all your colleges, you're feeling a little bit anxious, but not entirely anxious. And then let's say like, you're in a fight with your friend or something, and you're just like texting back and forth. And then on top of that, like your dad and your mom are fighting downstairs, you know, there's just like all these things going on. And you're just like, super, now you're having an anxiety attack, because your family is fighting downstairs. And you just hear all this screaming and negative energy in your house, you and your friend are in a fight through your text. So now you're feeling anxi- like anxiety about that. And you just submitted to schools. Now there's all these reasons that your brain is kind of triggering, triggering that something is coming up and something there's something to fear about. The number one thing I could tell you to do is to get out of your room. Obviously, if you have the freedom to drive, I think that's an amazing thing to be grateful for is to get in your car and just close those windows, put no music on and just start talking about everything. Talk about everything that you're angry about, everything that you're sad about. And then once you're kind of done talking about what you're angry and sad about, transition into how you're going to solve this problem and even the positive things. Like talk about you going to your dream school. Even though all you did just was just apply, talk about you already being there and like a day in your life of you going there. I feel like this is a way of law of attraction and manifesting and also kind of getting yourself out of anxiety and more into like positive nerves. So I think talking in your car is a huge thing that you can kind of do to fix your anxiety in the moment. The next thing that you could do to cope is breathing exercises. There's so many different breathing exercises that you can do. This is why I like guided meditations because guided meditations will help you with your breathing exercises. So Putting your hands on your head always brings more air throughout your body. I learned that in soccer when I was dying of breath and had no like air left in my lungs. Put your hands on top of your head, in through your nose, out through your mouth, deep, deep and slow breaths. And you could literally like if you're at an event and you know you're about to start feeling anxious, like sometimes I get very like health, like I get a lot of health anxiety where I always think something is wrong with me or if I get a really bad migraine, I'm like, oh my God, something's wrong with me or really bad. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people are like that too. So if I'm at an event or I'm out, out, like at a bar or something, and I start to get a really bad migraine because alcohol is something that gives me really bad headaches and really bad stomach issues. And this is why I can't really drink a lot of alcohol when I'm out, but I, I will have like a drink or two when I'm out and it will get me like I do get drunk pretty fast because of how little alcohol I drink but I feel like I have really bad issues when it comes to alcohol with my stomach and my migraines like they kind of get like super messed up when I drink so I always have to kind of watch the way I'm drinking so if I'm out at like a party or something and I'll drink alcohol and I'll start to feel a migraine coming I like go to the bathroom and I will do those breathing exercises and you're probably like live like that sounds crazy but I'm telling you it's something that really really helps me because it's kind of just letting me like gather with myself and just be like okay you're okay like you're fine this pain is gonna go away soon like just drink water and you're gonna be okay anytime my friends or anyone sees me at a bar I have one cup of water and one cup of my like alcohol like, like my cocktail because I always need to keep up with my water if I'm keeping up with my other drink or else my stomach and my head will hurt. Something else. This is a little life hack. Okay, you guys? Peppermint essential oil roll-on. I'm telling you, it is the best thing I have ever invested in. It's literally a peppermint essential oil, but it's a roll-on. 
before I go out, like before I go to – like I honestly do this like almost every day. Like even if I'm not going out, I put it – like I roll it over my temples, like certain parts of my forehead and my temples. It helps with migraines and anxiety so, so much. I'm telling you, get a peppermint essential oil roll-on. It helps so, so much. It's insane. I If I'm out, like, like I said, if I'm at the bar and I start to feel that migraine coming in, I'll go to the bathroom and I'll roll it onto my head and I'll do my breathing exercises. I'm not even kidding. I always have a peppermint essential oil roll-on with me. I remember my friends and I were driving down. I think we were driving to – I want to say – I want to say like Massachusetts, either Massachusetts or like Long Beach Island, but we were going on some type of kind of road trip. And my friend in the front seat goes, I have the worst like headache. I have such a bad migraine. And I'm like, oh, I know what to give you. And I pulled out my peppermint, roll on essential oil. I go, trust me, rub this on your temples. You're going to feel better. And she did feel better. And I'm telling you, it helps so, so much. Maybe it's in my head. Maybe it's something that just doesn't even help me. But in my head, I think it does. But even if that's the case, as long as it's working, I'm okay with that. Okay, now this is a like hack rule. I don't know if you've heard of it, but this is something that helps me a lot. Now, this is kind of an easier thing to do if you have someone with you. So let's say you're having a very like serious anxiety or panic attack and you're with other people, you're home or you're out or whatever. It's called the 333 rule. And I've had people like do the three, three, three rule to me before, because if I'm having like a severe, I haven't had like a bad anxiety attack in a while where I've kind of been hyperventilating. I haven't had one of those in a very long time, but I used to get them very regularly, especially in high school. Now I kind of don't get them as much. I feel like because I'm learning with ways to cope with it. Like I said, I'm going to tell us how to avoid getting anxiety attacks. And now that I've been doing that, I feel like I've been getting them less. But let's say you are having it. The 333 rule is you need someone to like, I mean, you could think of it in your head, but I feel like when you're anxious, you're not going to be thinking of the 333 rule. So if you have like a best friend or a boyfriend that you're with all the time or that sees you anxious, tell them this part of the episode. So that way next time they're with you and you feel anxious, they'll be able to help you with this. This person kind of needs to like look you in the eyes and be like, okay, tell me three things you see three things you hear and three things you can move right now. And you'll be like, okay, like you'll, cause the thing is it helps control your breathing without you even really knowing. So it's like, you'll be able to kind of stop for a second and be like, okay, three things I can see. And now your brain is automatically being set attention. Like the attention of your brain is being set on something else rather than how bad your breathing is. So when you're kind of like, you know, like that, It'll kind of help slow down your breath, slow and slow. And once you get your breaths back at a steady rate, your anxiety attack is going to start to fade away. So you you like say three things you see. You're like, okay, I see the bathroom door, the sink, and the paper towels. Three things you hear. You're like, okay, I hear the music. I hear your voice. I hear people yelling in the other room. Three things you move. You can roll your wrist and say, I rolled my wrist, roll your ankle. I rolled my ankle. I rolled my head. I touched my ear. Something like three things that you can move on your body that you could feel. Once you do this, you could literally keep doing it over and over again until your breath starts to get steady again. But this is something that's going to help control your breathing. And I'm telling you, when you're hyperventilating through your anxiety attack, all you have to do in that moment is catch your breath. Like that's what's going to help you through it. So doing those exercises, doing that 333 rule is going to help you catch your breath and just help you be like, okay, like, you know what I mean? And realize that your brain was being, the attention of your brain was being set on something else. And that helps you kind of get out of your little episode. So 
that's something that's really, really, really helped me if I'm feeling like that. But like I said, I haven't really felt that way in a long time. But if you are feeling that way and that is where your anxiety like leads to, I highly recommend knowing that rule and having your close friends or your boyfriend or someone knowing that rule. The next thing and what we're going to talk about is food and vitamins to deal with anxiety. And then after that, I'm going to talk about how to avoid getting anxiety. So some foods, this is something I searched up that I thought was interesting. Salmon, chamomile. So having chamomile tea before bed is something that could really help you. Turmeric, having turmeric shots before bed is something that could really help you. Yogurt, they say yogurt's really good. Yogurt obviously has great probiotics in it, but yogurt, dark chocolate, green tea, and then vitamins that you should be taking. I always say take magnesium because magnesium calms down all your nerves. So before bed, I highly recommend taking magnesium. If you get anxiety, it'll also help you sleep earlier and have a better night's sleep. Vitamin D and your omega-3 fatty acids. So that's just like a quick list of food and vitamins. You could write it down. And these are just really good things that will help you kind of get through your anxiety. I will also list it in the description below. I'm going to list... I'm. I might make like a whole Instagram post about this. So check out my Instagram. I'm going to make a whole Instagram post talking about everything I just talked about. The next thing that we're going to, the last thing we'll be talking about is how to avoid having an anxiety attack or how to kind of stop your mind from getting into anxious thoughts. Number one, take timeouts. So this is something that I've realized really helps me and also kind of just along with taking timeouts, learning to say no. So I was someone that, if I didn't feel like that well, you know, if I didn't feel that good and I felt like a little bit anxious and a little bit like my head hurts or my stomach hurts or something, I would still say yes to going out because I'd be like, people around me don't want me to cancel on them. Like, you know what I mean? Even last night, um, last night I was supposed to go hang out with my friends, but I was at my boyfriend's house and I started to feel a lot of like, period cramps and a really bad headache and I just wasn't feeling that great and I could have just pushed through and been like I don't want to cancel on my friends like I need to go but I knew if I went I would have been miserable from how I felt and just been like a bad mood and maybe even gotten like super anxious instead I was like you know what I'm gonna cancel because I need to just sit home tonight and like relax like I need to relax my body and reset myself and you know obviously my friends weren't like mad at me But that's something I think that we need to normalize more is not wanting to go out sometimes and wanting to say no. Even if you're young, I'm 21 years old. Like people are like, you shouldn't be saying no to any plans. But sometimes, you know, you know, you know your body best, you know, your body and your mind and yourself the best where no one really has a right to tell you to like or force you to do something because you know how your body and mind is going to react through the whole night. So you know your body and your mind the best and you know how you're going to react throughout the night. So don't kind of let anyone get in the way and tell you or force you to go somewhere. If you know how you feel that night and you know you don't feel well and that it's not going to end up being a good night for you, obviously this is something that you shouldn't put in your brain right before you go out every single time. But if you already are kind of feeling that way throughout the day, don't add more stress onto your life. You know, stay no, like stand your ground and that's it. And if you do go out that night, like let's say – you're out already and you kind of just feel something coming out. Like you don't really feel that well. You feel like something's kind of coming up. Take a time out. Take a time out. Go to the bathroom or it's maybe a, try. Like maybe if it's a little bit more quiet, hopefully it's a little bit more quiet, but take a time out. Go to the bathroom, step outside, do a little bit of breathing, kind of just regather with yourself and kind of just remind yourself like you're okay. You know your surroundings. You know the people you're with. Like you're going to be fine. You know, like at the end of the day, if you wanted to Uber home right now and be in your bed, you could, but you don't have to do that because you're fine. So I think that's a really big thing. 
The next thing is oh, something else too is being around people when you're out that you're comfortable and safe in front of. So I know for me personally, if I have like my boyfriend or my best friend with me when I'm going out, I feel very safe and comfortable. More so my boyfriend because if you're out and you start to feel like anxious or you don't start to feel good, like for example, once I was out with my friends and we went to this like club and the lights were like strobe lights, those white strobe lights. You know, you guys know what I mean? I don't know if strobe lights are the ones that blink really, really fast, but that's the one that it was. It wasn't like the rainbow lights that kind of like circle the room. It was those like super intense rave black, like white and flash lights. And I do not do well in those lights. I get very like bad migraines in those lights. Like I can't open my eyes. I feel like I'm about to faint. I feel super dizzy. I cannot be enjoying myself in those lights and I look at my boyfriend and I whisper in my ear and obviously all my friends were there and I kind of felt bad pulling anyone away from it but I looked at him and I was like I can't be in this club anymore like my like I can't like I'm about I feel like I'm about to pass out and he like totally understood he's like okay we'll go back home you know being with someone who's not going to make you feel guilty about that if you're with someone that's like oh my gosh you're ruining the fun like I remember in high school I went to like my best friend in high school and I didn't feel well feel well at a party and I was like I feel like, like I'm about to faint like I'm about to pass out I don't feel well and they kind of just looked at me and walked away and were like she's killing the vibe and I remember in that moment I was like I felt so unsafe and just uncomfortable and kind of just terrified because I was like wow there's no one here for me to go to you know what I mean it's like I didn't know what to do in that moment because I just went up to this person I went up to this person confiding in them and being like I'm scared like I don't want to be around all these people right now like I'm getting anxious and I feel like I'm about to faint and I fainted like literally two weeks before this so it's not like I wasn't gonna faint and I got like completely ignored and kind of made fun of and I remember just being like wow like that is just not someone I want to be close friends with so I feel like knowing who you're with when you're going out make sure you're going out with someone that you're comfortable and feel safe around The next tip that I have is living a balanced lifestyle. So working out is something that has really helped my stress and anxiety. If I'm having a bad day, you know, I had, I got a bad grade in school and everything that could have went wrong that morning went wrong. My coffee spilled in my car. I was in traffic. I was late for class. I, my plans got canceled with my friend. Like if I'm having the worst day ever and I have all these things to do, The one thing that's going to get me through it is I'm going to the gym tonight and all of that feeling is going to go away. Yeah, I'm going to come back from the gym and I'm going to shower and I'm still going to have all those responsibilities, but I'm not going to have the same mindset towards those responsibilities. So going to the gym and moving my body is something that has really, really, really helped me when it comes to my – I think that's honestly the reason I haven't had anxiety attacks in a long time is because – I've been working out. So I've been working out for almost a year and I haven't had a bad anxiety attack like that in probably a year. So I never got them that bad unless I was in high school. But even my first years of college, honestly, I did get them really, really pretty bad. So I really do think working out has saved that part of me because it kind of any anxiety or nerves that I feel gets released at the gym. And when you move your body, you're going to feel good no matter what. Eating right as well is a great part to a balanced lifestyle. Um, and getting enough sleep is a really good part to a balanced lifestyle. So having less caffeine and less alcohol, caffeine is very, very bad for anxiety. I used to have a lot of cups of coffee a day and I kind of limit myself to one to two cups of coffee a day. I honestly haven't had more than one cup of coffee a day in a very long time. I used to have like three or four though. Like I used to have a lot of coffee 
And now I really only have one, maybe two cups a day, depending. Like today I had two because I had an 8 a.m. class. So I had my first coffee at 8 um, before my exam. And then I just made another one at 1 o'clock because I was like, I have to record podcasts and get all this stuff done. So I kind of want to have another one. But yeah, having less caffeine and less alcohol is a huge, huge way to kind of lower your nerves a little bit. The next thing that I have is to plan and prepare your life. So plan and prepare your days and your week so that way you're not staying up too late for work or oversleeping or forgetting that you have work that day or forgetting a certain assignment because these are things that definitely raise kind of triggers in our brain to tell us something bad is coming up and to give us anxiety because if we forget an assignment or we oversleep before work or we forget we have work or something like I've been in that boat before where I forgot I have work that day and I'm just like sitting in bed not even realizing it until I get a text from my boss saying are you in the office or whatever so in the office I work in a boutique but I don't know why that came into mind. So having your week and your days, your month planned out, I think it's huge. You don't have to plan like your year, but I do like having my month planned out. Obviously, I can make adjustments and switch it up, but I think that's a really, really good way to kind of get rid of anxiety because you know what's kind of coming up and you're preparing yourself for it. So creating to-do lists and everything is huge. Yesterday was Sunday night and I made the to-do list for the week, everything I have to get done for Monday and then everything I want to get done for the rest of the week. And it just makes you go into the week with a lot more of an easier mind. Like you're more at ease and you're more prepared and you know there's not going to be any surprises. Obviously, we don't know what life throws at us, but at the end of the day, if you can have control of some of it, I think that's good. And the last tip I have is to be around positive people. Be around people who aren't going to make you feel down about the way you feel or downgrade your emotions. Be around people who don't make you feel bad about yourself or make fun of you when you're not feeling your best. And just being around people who are happy, not around people who want to just gossip 24-7, but people that also want to talk about their goals and their motivation and the way that they're doing in school and in work and their fitness. Like Being around people like that is really going to help your mindset in general, not even just with anxiety, but just your mood. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I tried to get in as much information as I could. I feel like I did get in a solid amount of information. I was doing my research last night and this like whole week on things I could kind of talk about when it comes to that. We have so many fun episodes coming up, like so many. I planned out four new episodes. Obviously, you guys are going to be getting another one tonight and then two tomorrow. You guys are going to be getting two for the next few days. I think on the 23rd, the 24th and the 25th, there will be one episode each, but leading up to there, I'm pretty sure there's going to be two episodes each day, obviously from that week that I missed from being sick. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and you guys enjoyed my advice. At the end of the day, this is something everyone goes to, everyone goes through. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy. I promise you these situations happen to everyone. We all just kind of have to deal with it in different ways. But I want to thank you so much for everyone who sent in questions. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This will definitely not be the last time we talk about this. I would love to have someone on like a specialist who specializes in anxiety to talk about this as well because obviously I'm just speaking from my own research and my own personal kind of experiences. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I will talk to you guys later tonight.